Your business needs to be found online. It's never been more important. And I'm not just talking about name, address, phone number. When we talk about business listings, I think that the first thing that goes through an agency's head or goes through a prospect's head is I got to have my name, address, and phone number right. But what about the photos that are associated with your business? What about the videos that are associated with their business? What about a description of what you're selling at your business? What about the payment terms that you take? Are you taking American Express? Do your customers know that? So there's a whole bunch more that goes into business listing data than just name, address, phone number. There's hours of operation. And sometimes those hours of operation change depending upon holidays. And now there is technology available to control all of that information, to update it, and to make sure that it stays correct. It's called Listing Sync Pro, powered by Yext Power Listings. It's completely white labeled under the agency's brand as well, which is a great feature. And it allows your listings of your customers to be protected against changes by third parties, plus the ability to upload more information. You're thinking, George, this sounds great, but why is it valuable? I just got two words for you. Voice search. I got a couple more words for you. Alexa, Google Home, Siri. Search on voice will move to 50% of all searches by 2020. And if your business is using a tool like Listing Sync Pro powered by Yext, you can make sure that your listing data is accurate and make sure that you're found when a consumer does this search. I'm looking for pet-friendly apartment block nearby. Or I'm looking for gluten-free butter tarts nearby. Or I'm looking for a great seafood restaurant nearby. Listing Sync Pro, powered by Yext, available now for your agencies. Talk to a partner success agent today to find out more. Conquer Local. This is the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Well, coming up on this week's episode of the Conquer Local podcast, we are going to get physical. We're bringing in my personal trainer. His name's Bill Karalesh. He runs Maverick Strength and Fitness. And we're going to get Bill to talk about this amazing pyramid that he's built. The things that you should be doing first if you want to improve your lifestyle. The other thing that we're going to talk about that I find really interesting is that you're making an investment in your body. And how much time do you have and where do you want to invest? We're going to take a look at that as well. And Bill happens to be a legacy sales trainer in the car space. So we're going to get some of his take on what salespeople need to be doing to be successful in 2018. It's all coming up. Bill Karalesh, Maverick Strength and Fitness on this week's Conquer Local podcast. Peak performance. That is our topic today on the Conquer Local podcast. Bill Karalash is on the line. Bill is the principal of Maverick Strength and Fitness and uh, my personal trainer. And I thought, what better way to help out salespeople out there than to bring on a guy that I've worked with over the past couple of years that's really helped me in coming up with the right exercise regime, the right nutrition regime. I'd love to say that I follow it all the time, but I don't. Um, but Bill, thanks for coming on the podcast today and uh, letting me twist your rubber arm to get you on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. We're going to have some fun today. So let's, you know, the, the other thing that I think people should know is that you are a salesman and you're a sales manager and you're a sales trainer and, uh, you, you started to get into the, let's talk a little bit about your career and how you ended up becoming a personal trainer. I was, I've hired personal trainers. I never really found the right fit for me. 
I never really understood, you know, how the hows and whys of nutrition. I usually had a pretty good gym routine, but I wasn't really getting as lean as I wanted to. So I just, I went and did it by myself. I, I got certified as a personal trainer. I got certified as a sports nutrition specialist because I needed to know. I needed to crack the code. I needed to figure it out. And as I was going through this process, I kind of documented it on Instagram. and People started reaching out to me and asking me to coach them. So I got my credentials. I started coaching people. And then my first year, I coached over 100 people on uh, mainly for fat loss. And a lot of the things that you see and hear in the media uh, are, just aren't true. Or they're true if you have a couple things that they don't mention in context which is which is a huge pet peeve of mine is they don't really dig deep they just go for the clickbait so to speak and people get it, it's it can be really confusing and what to do so hopefully that answers the question of my journey I'm still involved in sales and gives you an intro on how and why I got involved in uh, personal training yeah and I think that that might have been you know you and I had known each other before uh, you really jumped into the personal training side but we really connected because you you understood how to connect with me being you know it's pretty obvious that I'm a sales guy I actually got accused of being uh, being somebody said the other day that oh yeah that George he's pretty salesy I'm like yeah damn right I am took it as a compliment <laughs> It is a compliment, but let's talk about the, the personal training side because, um, and we'll, we'll get to the sales coaching piece in a minute, but I want to talk about the personal training side yeah. because I'm a big believer that if you are not feeling good about yourself and about how, how you're feeling physically, how can you ever present yourself in a positive manner in front of clients all day long? I think it's really closely linked. It, it is closely linked. And, and I think you, you really hit the hammer on the head there and that's confidence. And, and a big part of that is just feeling good. Feeling good or uh, having a great body image, the way you see yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to be the way others see you, but the way you see yourself, even when you look in the mirror, but having that, that positive aura about you and having that self-confidence. And that, that starts with nutrition and starts with fitness, but that oozes out into everything else, and especially with sales. If you're presenting a deal to somebody, if you're lacking confidence, like you know the difference in your words and the way you put them together. That if you're presenting a deal that you're not confident about, like, well, here's our here's our option. Maybe you'd like it. Maybe you wouldn't. What do you think? Well, of course, they're not going to take it. But if you're confident within yourself and you're like, you know what? I've gathered all the information and I think option A or B are the best two for you. Which one would you like to go with? But that can start with just feeling good. And by getting into the routines, and I imagine we'll elaborate more on all this stuff. But I'm glad you mentioned confidence right off the bat. So, Bill, you uh, made the trek out to Vancouver um, a number of years ago, probably one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I'd, I'd like to see somebody argue me on that one that's ever been. It's amazing. And uh, I know that you're loving it because it really fits with your lifestyle where you can get out of the house and, and you can go walk through the parks. And, you know, I, I wonder if people would see Bill Carroll as personal trainer doing hours upon hours of cardio. I, actually, I wouldn't. And not because I'm necessarily anti-cardio, but it doesn't fit with my goals. So a lot of professionals and salespeople, they think that cardio is going to have them lose a bunch of fat right away, and it might for the first week or two. But what happens is, is they end up either eating less or they're only exchanging for, say, that hour or two of cardio. So if you have 24 hours in a day and you're doing cardio for one or two hours, you're basically trading. You're trading calories for that one or two hours. Whereas if you, if you lift weights, you're doing resistance training, you're building muscles for that, let's say, an hour a day. Well, that goes to work for you. Your muscles are going to work for you and burning fat 
when you're not working out. So that works for you the other 23 hours of the day. So if you had to pick which one you're doing for fat loss, and the reason I'm bringing up fat loss is because North America is getting really obese and most people aren't looking to gain weight. Like I've had one customer in the last year that's looking to gain weight. Everybody else is looking to to cut fat. And what's the best way to do that? Well, if your nutrition's in order, focusing on resistance training, weightlifting if you can get to the gym. If not, like your body's weight, start using it. Well, I think I'm glad that you brought that up because I noticed on your Instagram account the other day that you had about nine different exercises that I could do and I don't ever have to walk into a gym. So spending a lot of time in hotel rooms, I found that your programs have been very effective for me to continue the gains. And, you know, I I was on the road here last couple of weeks. I ran into some people I haven't seen in a year and there is nothing better than someone saying to you after a year of them not seeing you, wow, what have you been doing? You've changed your body. Like I'm telling you, that is a huge rush when you hear that. And uh, and I haven't been doing a lot of cardio because I've been listening to you about doing resistance training. And well, and I had my hips replaced, so I wasn't able to do a lot of cardio, but it you know it was music to my ears because I'm just so bloody bored when I'm doing it. And, and I'm able to do resistance training and I'm getting way better gains than I was getting doing hours of cardio before. No doubt about it. Yeah. It's like I mentioned before, if you think of it as uh, like investing your money, you're told to invest your money. Well, that's the same thing as resistance training. You're investing for the future. You're going to have bigger gains. And if you're just trading time for money, then like you, you only have so much time in a day. So you can only really make that for that amount of time where if you, if you can invest, I guess that's a good metaphor and analogy to to use is that you're really investing in yourself when you're doing resistance training. Let's talk about the the pyramid. And I know you released the, tell me when you released the pyramid first and then let's get into what it is. When did you come up with the pyramid? I've been working on it for over a year and experimenting with it, looking through the evidence that's came out uh, for studies. But I, I came out with a pyramid that says, Hey, step one, like lifestyle and adherence. There's so many different diets out there. Find one that like works for you and, but keep it in the context of being able to stick with it long-term. You see all these cleanses, detoxes, juices, all of these things where, or I'll hear people tell me, yeah, I'm going to go on this thing for the next seven days and I'm going to lose 15 pounds. And then, well, what are you going to do after that? Like you did that for 15 days. Like what's the expectation after? Like you think it'll just magically somehow stay off? Probably not. Like you're not really changing the habit. You're just manipulating something for two weeks. So that's what I mean by a lifestyle, something that you can stick to and chip away. Uh, Next part of the pyramid is making sure you're in an energy deficit or surplus, I guess, depending on what your goal is. But most people are want to cut fat. We're going to post the pyramid on the podcast so that people can download it and see it. But I want to just get to that. It is only a math equation. You need to be burning more calories than you're putting in. Very simple. If you do not do that, if you are not calorie deficient, you will not lose fat. So I just wanted to hit the nail on the head on that one because I think that was a, it took me a while. I'm from Rosetown, Saskatchewan, Canada, and uh, I'm not the smartest uh, guy out there. So it that really had to sink in that, you know, if you, it's just math. If the calories add up at the end of the week and you've put more in than you've burnt off, that, no wonder you didn't lose any weight, George. So, you know, it's a, it, it seems like a very simple thing. Uh, obviously, it's not because we wouldn't be facing the, the obesity epidemic that we're facing in, in North America if, if people actually got it. it exactly. 
And I think that's in a couple parts. Advertisers are really good at advertising and selling things as, a, as something that's healthy. But I bring that back to the context. Is it healthy? Yes. If you're in a calorie deficit, if you're looking to lose fat, yes, then that's a healthy option for you. But it's not a healthy option for you if it puts you in a surplus. So let's like frame it back to the context of what your goal is and what you're trying to do. So too often, people say, I'm on this really healthy diet. I'm eating all these whole foods. But you're eating too many of them. It's, it's great that you're eating all these foods and you've made that transition. But if you're still eating too much, it doesn't matter. Yeah, portion size is a really important piece. Let's move on to the next piece of the pyramid. So the next piece of the pyramid is the macronutrient profile. And the main thing that you're going to want to focus on with that is protein. After that, your carbohydrates and your fats can... Evidence has shown that it doesn't really matter that much how those two divide out as long as you're still in the energy deficit. But what protein does is it really helps you build muscle. It helps with muscle protein synthesis, and it doesn't allow any spare muscle, I guess, to be lost in that energy deficit. Or or I, I should say it allows less muscle to be lost. Now, everybody has a different reference and a starting point for their nutrition and exercise. So, for instance, somebody who hasn't ever lifted weights before has a massive advantage over people who have been lifting weights for 10 years. So if you're just getting started, it's the best time to get started because you can actually lose fat and put on muscle. Where somebody who's been at the gym hard for 10 years and really lifted a lot of weights, there's a good chance that because they're in that energy deficit, they are going to eat away at some of that muscle. So it's interesting what you said there is as long as you're getting the protein level at the macros that you've decided are important and it's good to work with a nutritionist. I, I found that working with you on really figuring out what those numbers were, were to be was was important. But, you know, the, the carbs and the fat really aren't a big deal as long as you're in a, in a deficit. That's right. And whatever feels better for you. Like if you don't like eating lots of carbs, then don't eat lots. If you don't like eating lots of fat, then don't eat lots. Like it. I think too often we set up these rules in our own minds where we have to be so stringent. Maybe we do off the start just to get ourselves in a routine and in a habit to understand where we need to go. But at the end of it, if we just chip away at it and one bad day isn't going to make you gain a bunch of weight, just like one good day isn't going to help you lose a bunch of weight. It's about stringing together a good week, month, year. Right. That's, that's really, and I want you to, if we could just hit on that for a minute, because, uh, you know, let's say that you do go out with a client and you do maybe have the big steak or you maybe have the baked potato. The question I get asked most about is what about, can I drink? Yes. If you're in an energy deficit, you can drink. It's easy to go over because it's easy to consume so many calories when drinking alcohol, because it's such a social thing when you're involved in just a business gathering or going out for a beer after work. I know you guys, I don't know if you're still doing it, but you had uh, ideas on tap. Well, we have been known to have the odd idea while there is a tap in the room. That is true. Um, Producer Josh is here and he's asked me to ask you a question. What if you just feel like eating all the time? Yeah, and a lot of people do. Um, But knowing that you're in that energy deficit uh, and you can eat all the time, you might just have to make different choices. And that's why I think that listening to your body is a bunch of BS until you've either tracked what you've ate for a while and understood what it means to be in an energy deficit and having the right macronutrient profile for you. And you've done that for an extended period of time because for me personally, uh, I've, I've tracked on and off for years now. And if I only listened to my body, I'd probably weigh 400 pounds. 
it's telling me to eat constantly. So, so be aware. Like when people say, Oh, I only eat intuitively. I only, well, again, add the context to that. How did you get there? Yeah, I, I did that for the first 40 years of my life and it didn't really serve me all that well listening to my body because my body said, let's eat pizza and macaroni and cheese. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next piece of the pyramid. Uh, the next piece is uh, resistance training. So making sure that you're adding in your resistance training and, and that's the main part of it. If you have that, you're adding muscle. T- to lose overall weight, I guess, let's talk about the difference between weight loss and fat loss. The difference between weight loss is weight loss, you're, you're losing muscle and fat. With fat loss, if you add in resistance training, your body will, is more likely to only lose fat, which is what you'd prefer because the more muscle you have, the more energy it takes to sustain your muscle mass. So that means you're burning more calories. Yeah. And you know, I wanted to talk about that because there's this thing that's driving me nuts right now. Um, I'm trying to get under 200 pounds because there's this body mass index, the BMI scale. And it says that I'm, I need to be at 180 pounds for my heights. Let's talk about BMI. What, what's your take on it? Uh, I, I, I think it's a tool in the toolbox, just like a weight scale, just like everything else. But if you wanted to be more accurate, I'd go with body composition. So get your body fat percentage. Find out what that should be for your age, height. Uh, and that would be something that I'd follow. That, that, that's what I follow. It's far more accurate. My BMI, I'm obese. And I'm not even close to being obese by body fat percentage. It, there's just a lot of – like I said, it's a tool in the toolbox. It can get you there. But if you know your body fat percentage – that's far more accurate and it can keep you on task for understanding if your muscles growing versus if you're if you're just growing muscle and fat like there's a difference so bill give us the last piece of the pyramid so some cardio um it's okay to add cardio in like going for walks hikes like some people like to run and that's okay too but remember, I, again, with the pyramid, it's a fat loss pyramid. So if you're looking to lose fat, it'll be the last thing on there. But probably the best bang for your buck is to do some high-intensity interval training, which is just as easy as doing some sprints for 10, 15 minutes at the gym or outside, wh- wherever. But it, it's not necessary. As long as you have the other p- places of the pyramid in place, <laughs> that was a mouthful. Um, you don't necessarily need it, but it it can start to accelerate stuff. But again, one thing that I really want to speak to your audience is to focus on one thing at a time. So if you can find the, the right program that works for you, if you can get the right calorie deficit, work on those in order. Don't change everything in your life all at once. It can become overwhelming. Just do one thing at a time. I know that you've worked with a lot of salespeople over the years as well. And I know you're still working with salespeople. So, you know, this is a podcast about helping salespeople become sales professionals. So I got to ask you this. You work with a lot of millennials as well. If you were to sit down across the table from a brand new salesperson and give them some advice, what would the first couple of pieces of advice be? Don't get caught up in the weeds or small stuff or what other people say. Just go ahead and do it. Like you're, nothing's ever going to be perfect. The worst thing you can do is not take action. You're going to learn by making mistakes and that's okay. You can make thousands of them fail every day, fail all the time, but fail by doing, don't fail by just sitting there and doing nothing. Sales really is baptism by fire. I can put you through all the training in the world, but until until you're out there and you're doing it, that's where it really starts to sink in. I'm a firm believer in 
in taking massive action. So if, if you're a new salesperson and you're just getting started, don't be scared to, to fail. Make those customer calls, but get on it right away and do as many of them as you can. The other part that I see and, and general, like where most people, where most salespeople fail is their pipeline isn't full. So they'll spend, they don't spend enough time actively prospecting, doing business development, going out there and getting new customers. They'll, they might have a huge influx at some point because they put all this work in right off the bat and then they sit back and they give themselves a pat on the back and they should, but then they just wait. Don't wait. Get out there, keep hammering the phones, text, like whatever it is in your industry that you do, make sure you're aggressively always filling that pipeline full of customers. Yeah, I had a guy tell me something a long time ago that I, it always stuck with me. He said, moving salesperson attracts business. And the worst thing you can do is just sit there and wait for it to come in. And I, and I don't even think that that's just for sales. I think that's for business people in general. The business owner that's just sitting there waiting for somebody to magically come through their door and spend money with them or book them for a consultation or whatever they might be doing. They're not taking some sort of action to be out there in the marketplace making people aware. Uh, it's, just, it's just not going to work out for them, especially in today's age. Well, Bill, we really appreciate you jumping on the line with us today. Um, I've wanted to do this one since we started the, the podcast because I really believe that if you're going to have success in today's day and age, uh, being fit and feeling good, and you know, it's not about the picture and it's not about the six pack and it's not about that. It's just about when you wake up in the morning, do you feel fantastic and you want to attack the day or do you feel like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten 4,000 calories at dinner last night and feel like a bag of, you know what? So yeah. I really appreciate you having on the show. Can we just get your, um, if people want to get in touch with you and speak with you and your organization, can we, how, how do we go about doing that? What's the best channel? Best channel is uh, Facebook, or you can reach me on my website at maverickstrengthandfitness.com. Those are the best two channels to, to reach me at. You can message me on my Facebook page or, yeah, send me an email. Great. And your Instagram. Let's get your Instagram on there because it's great. At Maverick Strength and Fitness once again on Instagram. Bill Carolish, Maverick Strength and Fitness. We really appreciate having you on the show this week. And uh, we're going to put all of your credentials online so that people can get it um, through the uh, episode recap. And uh, thanks for joining us. And thanks for helping our reps that are out there listening to the show, Conquer Local. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Excited to be on the show. I hope your audience got a lot of value out of this. We really appreciate Bill being on the show this week. And I will tell you from personal experience, I've got about 25 pounds of fat that I do not have on my body anymore because I just followed some of his basic things. But I do want to throw out this caveat. It didn't happen overnight. And the line to being successful when it comes to working on your body and working on your nutrition and working on feeling better is definitely not a straight line. There were many failures in there. There were many times where I didn't feel good about myself because I wasn't moving towards that goal. But being focused on the goal and having somebody like that as your personal trainer that you can just be straight with and say, you know, I didn't have a good week and they can help get you back on track. I found that to be very, very powerful. But I also have to use this that I wouldn't be where I am without Nancy, uh, my partner. You know, she really keeps me on track and she reminds me of what that goal is. So it's important to keep sight of the goal, but then to have an asset like a Bill Carolish 
or uh, somebody that's helping you with your nutrition that can give you some really good advice and then uh, expect that it's not going to be that easy straight line because there's nothing about it that's easy. That's this week's edition of the Conquer Local podcast. It's definitely something that I'm super passionate about. You will perform better in your career if you feel better from a physical standpoint. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King and Jeff Tomlin. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Writing by Michelin Gadet. Marketing by Devin Hennig, Michael Gatioan, and Brian Larson. Produced by Joshua Baker. 